FDNY Smart Podcast is brought to you by the FDNY Foundation and its partners to educate kids about fire and life safety in New York City and beyond. Learn more about our mission and how you can help support New York's bravest at fdnyfoundation.org smart. Okay, everyone, are you ready? One, two, three. Be FDNY smart. EMT Sarah McShane, and this is the FDNY Smart Podcast, with help from our student host, Chloe. Good to be back. We're bringing you our FDNY podcast that focuses on fire and life safety for kids. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's roll out and discover what life safety questions New York City kids have for us. In a previous episode, we discussed common causes of burn injuries, how to avoid them, and even how to treat a minor burn. But it's such an important topic, we are going to discuss burn awareness even more today. All around the Big Apple, we have FDNY smart kids asking smart questions. And in each episode, we want to answer your questions and help keep our communities safe. I'll ask the first question. In BTW, I'm Chloe, a fourth grader from Brooklyn. What are some other common burn risks, and how do we protect ourselves from them? Hi, I'm Leroy, and I'm in fourth grade. I was wondering, what's the best way to treat a burn, and how do you know if it's bad enough to call 911? Great questions, kids. Let's start off with Chloe's question. You're right, Chloe. In an earlier episode, we did discuss how important it is to stay clear of hot objects when someone is cooking in the kitchen and how to avoid being scalded by hot liquids like water or steam, especially in the bathroom. But there are other common burn risks that I think we should discuss. For instance, did you know both hot and cold can burn your skin? Really? Cold too? How? While extreme cold can damage your skin the way contact with extreme heat can, being exposed for a prolonged time to freezing temperatures can cause frostbite. And direct contact with a freezing object, like an ice pack, can cause ice burns. So next time you're icing an injury, it's important to place a cloth or a towel between the ice pack and your skin to keep it safe. And that's also why, during the cold winter months, we bundle up and protect our extremities, like our ears, hands, and feet if we're spending time outside. Mind blown. This is interesting. I've always associated burns with heat or flames. I didn't know that cold could cause a burn as well. It is interesting, and just like we protect ourselves from frost and ice during the cold weather months, we also need to protect our skin in the warm weather months. Your skin, including your lips, could suffer lasting damage from sunburn, so it's essential to protect it from prolonged exposure to the sun. Even on cloudy days, ultraviolet rays can pass through light clouds, haze, and fog and burn your skin. Seek shaded areas, but if you are going to be in the sun, consider wearing appropriate protective clothing, like a wide-brimmed hat or long sleeves and pants. And if age-appropriate, use sunscreen, making sure to reapply often or after swimming or exercising. 
Yeah, I always forget to reapply after swimming or running through the sprinklers. That reminds me, have you ever heard someone say, it's so hot you can cook an egg on the sidewalk? That is gross. Well, it's been done. But seriously, metal, asphalt, pavement, or sand can get scorchingly hot in the warm weather. Hot enough to fry an egg. Even asphalt that seems cool can quickly reach high temperatures. So protect your feet by wearing shoes or sandals when walking. That makes perfect sense. But then we should also keep our pets from walking on the hot ground too. Their little paws could get burned as well. That's right. And there are other common scenarios around the house that could pose problems. As you know, young children love to grab at objects. They sure do. So it's important to keep hot items out of their reach or away from counter or table edges where they could easily spill and hurt someone. Hot coffee, tea, food being cooked, carried, and served, and food or liquids cooked in the microwave can be too hot to the touch with the potential to burn. Three. And don't forget about the three-foot kid-free zone around the stove when cooking. That's right. But remember, adults should never hold a child while they are cooking, drinking, or carrying hot foods or liquids. Consider using a mug with a spill-resistant lid. It's also important to allow cooked food to cool before handling and to make sure hot steam releases away from you. Never grab appliances like a clothing iron, a curling iron, or a toaster oven that may still be hot after use. It's best to unplug them after use and keep them out of reach of young children. It's hard to know when something is too hot to touch, so out of reach is the safest plan. And lastly, don't imitate social media challenges that are dangerous and can start a fire. You could be seriously electrocuted, your clothing can be ignited, and you may even start a fire that goes undetected behind the wall. Be FDNY smart. And as always, never play with fire, matches, or lighters, follow safe cooking practices, and be careful in the bathroom. Those are some great tips, Sarah. Thanks, Chloe, they sure are. And next, I'm going out to the FDNY EMS Academy in Queens. Can't wait. Clear, clear, everybody, clear. Welcome to the FDNY EMS Academy. This is where New York City's EMTs and paramedics train every single day to ensure they are ready to respond to any medical emergency when needed. Today, I'm here with the chief of the FDNY EMS Academy, Cesar Escobar. Chief, earlier, Leroy asked, What's the best way to treat a burn? And how do you know if it's bad enough to call 911? Great questions, Leroy. If it's a minor, first-degree burn like a sunburn, the skin is usually still intact, but red or very warm to the touch and painful. First, you want to make the burning stop. Cool the burn with cool, but not cold, running water until the pain starts to go away. Avoid using ice because it could actually cause further damage. Burns can swell quickly, so it's best to remove jewelry, watches, rings, or clothing around the burn as soon as you can. And never use any home remedies like butter or toothpaste on a burn, which can trap the heat and make things worse. Now, we talked earlier about ice burns. What are the signs of an ice burn, and what is the best way to treat it? Well, depending on the severity, symptoms of an ice burn include red, white, dark, or gray skin. 
You may experience pain, numbness, tingling, itching, blisters, or hard or waxy skin. It is important to remove wet clothing and warm the skin by applying blankets or warm compresses. Now, what signs would indicate a burn is bad enough to seek additional care? So it's important to protect the skin with clean, dry bandages. If an ice burn remains white, dark, or gray, feels numb, cold, or hard after warming, or you have blood-filled blisters, the burn could be severe. Or if the burn is from heat or steam, if you see bubbling of the skin or water bubbles, redness, blisters, or even black charring, and the texture is very dry or leathery, that would indicate a really bad burn. Is it serious enough to seek medical attention or call 911? Well, our skin is the body's largest organ and a break in the skin from a burn injury can lead to infection if not treated properly. Even a small burn has the potential to become infected. That said, if you start to see those bubbles or that leathery black charred look, those are serious burns. Or if the burn covers a large area, looks deep, infected, or you have a fever or increased pain, you should call 911 or seek medical attention. And if the burn is caused by a chemical like acid or industrial bleach, or you have an injury from an electrical burn, you should seek medical attention. Also call 911 if the person is very young or elderly, or if the burn involves functional parts of the body, such as your hands, feet, face, eyes, ears, or groin, or is located over major joints. That's valuable information. Any last tips? Just remember, prevention is the best treatment. Be mindful in the cold and in the sun, and careful in your homes. But if you do experience a burn, seek medical attention if there's any question about its seriousness or the healing process. This is all great information. Thank you so much for having us, Chief. You're very welcome. We're heading back to the studio. Thanks, Chief. Thanks, Sarah. I like that. Prevention is the best treatment. From here on out, I vow to apply my sunscreen without complaint. And I'll do my best to be careful around the house, especially in the kitchen. And now, here's a message from the FDNY Foundation. On behalf of the FDNY Foundation, we thank you for listening to the FDNY Smart Podcast. The Foundation and its partners are helping to bring this outreach initiative into neighborhoods throughout the five boroughs and beyond. FDNY Smart is the department's educational platform designed for the community. Learn more about our free fire safety presentations, hands-only CPR classes, and other programs at fdnyfoundation.org smart. Now, back to the episode. Now it's that time you've all been waiting for. An exciting moment in our episodes. Do-do-do-do! It's now time for our FDNY smart drill period. Let's go do these drills! Here at the FDNY, we are constantly drilling. We practice using scenarios in controlled settings that are similar to emergencies we encounter in real life. Drilling makes sure that when we have a real emergency, we have a plan in place to tackle any problem. Just like if you want to be a golfer, you better work on your swing. It's now time for our FDNY Smart Drill Period. Let's go! In this drill, the Millers, our plucky FDNY smart family from Staten Island, helps us illustrate how to best protect yourself from common burns in the home. It's a snow day. 
Mr. Miller is home with the kids and it seems like the whole neighborhood is out playing in the snow. While the kids are out having a great time throwing snowballs and building snow people, Mr. Miller is preparing a lunch of hot tomato soup with grilled cheese. As he pours the simmering soup into bowls, the kids burst in from the cold. They are miserable and cold because their toes and fingers are really numb. They bundled up but forgot their gloves and boots. Mr. Miller scoops up his youngest child to inspect his fingers and toes, but he's still standing right near the stove. And piping hot soup accidentally spills all over the child's bare feet. Ooh, ouch. This is a mess and painful. You're right about that, Chloe. A mess indeed. The kids weren't properly dressed for the cold, and the Millers could be more careful in the kitchen. And they forgot about the kid-free zone around the stove. That's right. So what precautions could Mr. Miller have taken to avoid this mistake? Let's run this scenario again. It's a snow day! Mr. Miller is home with the kids. Before going out to play in the snow, the kids bundle themselves up in warm coats, hats, boots, and gloves to play in the snow with the neighborhood kids. They're having so much fun, they play for hours. Mr. Miller makes hot soup and sandwiches, complete with hot cocoa. He places lids on the pots and turns their handles inward. And everything is cooled and safe to eat by the time he calls them in for lunch. When the kids come in, they warm their hands and sit down at the table for lunch. Way to go, Millers! Hooray! Those Millers are always helping us learn. You know, if you're not careful, I could see how these mishaps could happen in any home. So it's really important to take them seriously. You're absolutely right, Chloe. This is all important information. With millions of children and adults in New York City, the FDNY works hard every day to ensure our safety. And we all can help out. Everyone listening has the power to make your home as safe as it can be. You make a difference. Thank you for listening to our FDNY Smart Podcast. Thanks to Leroy and our student host, Chloe. Always a pleasure. Follow our fire and life safety mascots, Hot Dog and Siren, on social media and check out our website at fdnysmart.org for more safety tips. I'm EMT Sarah McShane. Until next time, be safe. Take it from here, Chloe. The FDNY Smart Podcast is an initiative from the FDNY Foundation and its partners. To learn more and how you can support our educational efforts, go to fdnyfoundation.org smart. And remember, be FDNY smart. Uh-huh.